listening to the New Life at Home podcast with Tim, and my guest this episode is Michael McGarity. Strap yourself in, get yourself ready, as Mike takes us into the world of C.S. Lewis, the famous Christian writer and thinker. Enjoy hearing Mike just share the personal impact that Lewis has had on him. Michael McGarity, welcome to the podcast. Hi Tim, how are you? I'm going well. We're going to chat about C.S. Lewis and some of his works. We're going to get to Narnia, but you know we might get there looking at and talking about some of his other works first. But if you could share what impact has C.S. Lewis had on your life personally? Mm. So I, I actually, uh, unlike, I don't know whether my grandmother was thinking about thinking this through clearly, but I didn't receive the uh, as a, as a um, as a gift uh, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, which is what everybody um, is. That's what everyone thinks of first. I actually, I, my first um, book was the Horse and His Boy, which is one of the less well-known um, stories in Narnia, and I, I think that I. Um, I didn't really understand how it fit into the larger program of, of Narnia, how it fit into the, 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 the way in which it all sort of fit together. Um, and it took me a long time, I think, to, to really understand what, what was going on there. So, mm. so for me, um, C.S. Lewis and, and some of the ways in which he's thought um, uh, has influenced the way in which Christians talk, talk to each other about things, it's really about um, the clear thinking that, that, that's been really important to me, the, the clear expression of uh, the, um, the rational basis in which one might um, a, a adhere to a Christian philosophy. Um, mm. it, it, it isn't, uh, it, it, he, he doesn't do a lot of um, apologetics as such. Um, he doesn't sort of argue that you should. He sort of, at, from, a, from a place where he um, is, is situated, he makes the whole thing very attractive. Mm. Attractive intellectually, attractive yep. from uh, the position, from a place of joy, um, yeah. from a place of beauty, and from a place of otherness. Mm. I really like to want to try mm. and talk about some of those things if we could to, today. Um, yes, because it's the beauty and the joy that I think sometimes we 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 miss out on. We we sometimes strip things back to a to a, a very basic understanding of what. Um, of Christ, what Christ has done uh, you know, for us, what, what, how God has reached out to us and redeemed us mm. as, as his sons and daughters. And I think that we don't always uh, grasp the, the, the beauty and the joy that there is in that. And, and I think that C.S. Lewis gives us some amazing pictures of that. Yeah, he certainly captures the imagination yeah. uh, in a way that gets you to see truths in all their beauty, in all their glory, in yeah. all their wonder. Yeah. Um, that's something he's yeah, certainly done for me as well. And so if we chat about a few of his works, mm. uh, including Narnia, um, but Till We Have Faces, it's not yeah. a well-known yeah. story. Most people perhaps haven't even heard about it. But, yes. Um, I was doing some research and Lewis actually calls it and considers it his best work or yes. most mature work and J.R.R. Yes. R. Tolkien his mate yes. from the Inklings I think that's right. They, it, that's right. he agreed so yeah. what is it about this story yeah. Yeah. that captures that sense of 
joy and wonder in the human condition. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I, there's, so you're right, I, and I, I think it is a very complicated book. It feels to me like there's a lot of layers in, in, in Till We Have Faces that, that uh, for, for me at least, um, it, it rewards careful reading. You know, Till We Have Faces is something that you really want to chew over. So the, the perspective that um, Oral, um, the, the main character, the, the Queen of Gloom, um, has from, yep. from a position of looking back um, at at her life, at decisions that she's made, at, at complete misunderstandings that she has, not only of her life and work, but even herself. Mm. Um, it's that review, reviewing and t- complete turning around that um, that I think is an, just an incredibly attractive thing for us mm. as, as adults to ever look back and think, you know, you need, that, that this is something that I, I do some of these patterns, mm. and I think one of the art, one of the real arts of uh, of the of the retelling that C.S. Lewis does, because he's clearly, he, you know, he is quite the quite the scholar. He, he knows his Greek, um, and I don't. Yeah. And, and and but I think that one of the things that is the, the real art in in the in the story is that he's able to take some of those Greek myths and some of the the, the, the trials of psyche that. Um, uh, that Aphrodite puts her to uh, as punishment for seducing her her son, um, yep. uh, and he uses those same trials to to talk about the futility of her own work, of of the Queen of Gloom's work, and 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 how we busy ourselves with well not trivia, a lot mm. of the time. So there's that um, complexity which I really love. Um, I got to say, mm. um, but there's also a a bitterness that mm. is that that arrives at that that then gets stripped all away, um, and the recognition that uh, there was beauty and there was joy and there was uh, there, there there was so much to celebrate in, mm. in that um, in in that life that that I, I think um, speaks to the the transforming work that Christ has in our hearts. Um, the, the sanctification and that change that's in our hearts al- allows us to look at things newly and, and and derive joy from things that otherwise we might not have. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. You're, you're saying that, yeah, that the transforming work of Christ that he does in us by the Spirit yeah. um, reshapes us and remakes us in such a way that we see things clearly, but not only that, we can experience things that we might not have experienced joyfully mm. and thankfully um yeah. perhaps that- and, and and their sorrow too so uh, yes. this, let me give you an example so at the end of that um towards the end of the book um her trusted advisor Bardia dies and there's a um and, and there's a recognition that she's worked him to death basically uh and that his wife is angry that mm. that um, that she's she's worked her husband to, to death and now they both are without Badia, mm. um, but in in that sharing there's a there's a, a recognition that mm. she has been very selfish, but she has had love, as she, as she peels away the selfishness and she recognizes she takes that off and says yep I I was selfish I didn't consider you I didn't consider Badia. But now I can see mm. clearly that I love that man. Yes. 
um, and uh, and and it's a, it's a it's a bittersweet sort of recognition that I think is that, that, that there's always going to be that complexity in the way we we recognise our own sinfulness, but the blessings yeah. that God was able to give us nonetheless. Mm. And is it is it kind of a fictionalised version of his um, other work, The Four Loves, where he, you know. Yeah. speaks about the meaning of the four Greek words for love yeah. and shows that without charity, each of those yeah. um, can be destructive and possessive yes. and yeah. be turned to self rather than to yeah. see outside of self. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, so yeah. so you, you are, you're, you're spot on, of course, that there's um, some of the thinking that he's had on there has obviously informed the retelling of the story. And so um, mm. it, it, what, what was that, that illustration that... Um, uh, that reading a biblical theology is like taking a walk in the Canberra Botanic Gardens. Everything's labelled, you know, where everything is. Um, reading the Bible is oftentimes going for a walk in the bush. Um, you don't necessarily see everything. Uh, you don't, you don't all, the species aren't all uh, lined up. You don't get to see all of those things, but they're in a natural order. Mm. And um, and I think that in the same sort of way that um, that the, the story that the stories that he tells Narnia until your faces these narrative yeah. stories allow him to sort of stitch together in a natural sort of direction a natural mm. order um, yeah. the, the, the things that he otherwise are laid out very scientifically in some of the other books yes so should yeah. should we move now to Narnia now that we've done the bit so that we can say <laughs> that we're not recording a cliche Narnia podcast you know oh like, good okay we've ticked that we've box ticked off, that box off oh excellent we're, great we're, now it's time so, for the cliche so, bit. No, so now we can do Narnia all right, well, what we'll do is we'll share um, some of our favourite things sure. about Narnia, about this, sure. these wonderful stories that Lewis wrote for children yes. um, to capture their, their minds and imagination yeah. Yeah. Um, and clearly succeeded in that. Absolutely. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Do you want to kick us off? What's one of your favorite things guys can i I'll, I'll do a really obvious one um the the, the part where at, at the end of the dawn treader yeah um where that where we have um the 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 light growing brighter and brighter and the sea growing sweeter and sweeter and um and, and they drink the water and they sail through the light and the water strengthens their eyes so they can stand it so that it's so bright now that they can't they, they would not have been able to stand it if they hadn't been drinking the water and they get closer and closer to Aslan's country and that mm. that um and, and and none of them have to sleep and they're they're just overwhelmed by the beauty um and by the the, the transparency of the water and just how amazing it is it, it, it's there's nothing that we can say really that transports um, us here on this podcast in the same way that that uh, C.S. Lewis was able to transport his readers to a place that yes. that that uh, overwhelmingly beautiful, overwhelmingly mm. powerful place that he perceives, perceives God's God's country and mm. our eventual home as being, um, and Reapy Cheeps. Um, approach he's just spending all of his days on the on the prow of the ship looking ahead all he can do is look towards Aslan's country Um, and the 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 the, the way in which Reapy Cheap is possessed of that and he finally sails on his little boat on his little coracle sails over the wave and Mm. and and he's and he's and he's there Um, yeah I I think that that's uh, an an amazing portrayal Mm. um, of of what Mm. heaven 
might might, might be like. Yeah, you've made me want to read that bit again now. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Yeah, one of mine is um how just a general comment, how Lewis gets you uh, yearning and longing for that next yes. appearance of yes. Aslan. Yes. So I found myself in every hmm. every um, book, every Narnia chronicle, yep. just craving hmm. and just the anticipation building for the next yes. appearance of Aslan. That's right. um, yeah. And I was like, how does he do that? Like, yeah. he just... Yeah. He's... Um, you know, this, this character yeah. is so powerful and... Yeah, and it, it's a reminder of I think our our longing for Christ. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and the way in which that expectation, that looking, that longing mm. transforms people's lives. So um, I'm thinking there about the beavers and the yeah. way the, 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 those lovely beavers, um, where they're you know the, the, it's all snowy, um, but the charity that they they give to the four kids, they, they, and they they welcome them to their home. Um, mm. Three kids then, because Edmund runs away, um, uh, and, and they welcome. Them, but then there's as they as they uh, as they leave, and the and the the the, um, the change that comes over the countryside as the snow mm. melts, we mm. know Aslan is coming. We can we we meet different people on the way, and they're all and their their character is transformed. And then increasingly, where we have people who are welcoming each other and greeting each other in love through mm. that. That it's it's not just the looking forward to Aslan. It's not just looking forward to Jesus, but we can see the transforming work that he's not even there yet, and people mm. are people are are acting more like their best selves. Mm. I, I, that, I think that that's that's part of the the way in which he builds it. I think. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's brilliant. And he that the Lucy Edmund and yeah, Peter. Yeah. Um, Don't forget Susan. Oh, and so <laughs> yes, Lucy, Edmund, Peter, and Susan, yeah. and Eustace. Yeah. Um, yep. Later on, yeah, yep. yeah, they all kind of embody that, don't they? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. What's another favourite thing of yours? Another Michael? great, another great one. Um, coming back to because my uh, my grandmother, um, who uh, also didn't give just give me the horse away, she also gave me magician's nephew. Um, so the two either side. Um, mm. but the in the magician's nephew, we have a scene where, um. Narnia is created, mm. and when we re- when we read Genesis, um, we see that that that, uh, that the Word is there, pouring over the waters, and Jesus is there too. Um, we we learn from from John, mm. um, and uh, that uh, and and we we we, he- we we see that story where the Word is the powerful that powerful Word, mm. but the way that. Uh, C.S. Lewis chooses to portray that is obviously as Aslan as the lion, but he isn't yes. just saying; he's singing. He's singing the words, and his out of his mouth comes creation. And I think that coming back to that that, that beauty idea, mm. yeah, that it, it isn't it isn't a um, mm. you know uh, you know a tree. Um, bush over there, um, a mountain. How about a mountain? Yeah. There's not a there's not that prosaic that sense of of power that there is in mm. those words. He's portrayed that as a song, uh, and and yes. and the aesthetic sense that it's it's at, at once it's um, you know it, it's deeply resonant, powerful sort of stuff, but it's also beautiful. And, and Lucy really, she thinks she, she could listen to that voice forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and and so that that in, in that in that scene, I think that there's 
Um, he's able. He's, he's sort of transformed the way in which you know you, you understand what the word, what speaking creation into existence actually mm. might have been like. Mm. You know, sitting there in a dark, formless void, and then act, and then you know all of this this uh, this powerful creation you know springs up around. That, that's another amazing scene yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah. Another favorite thing of mine is yeah Lucy's example of. Yeah. Uh, humble dependence mm. and you know the the faith that is like the faith like faith the of uh, faith of a child yeah yeah and, and how she she understands the beauty and the wonder and the 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 magic of Narnia yeah um like yeah. she's the first to experience it but yeah. even there she she's the one who most frequently sees Aslan yes um and yeah what what's Lewis trying to do there like what's he trying to show us there that what happens to us as we grow older and p- potentially become more entrenched in pride and mm. in our own de- in our own self yeah. dependence and um... yeah. well, I think a sad um, a, a sad sort of story arc then um, just to sort of maybe sort of if you were holding up Lucy as that as that picture of humble dependence. There's two story arcs we can sort of compare against Lucy. Mm. Um, one is that of Eustace. Yep. Um, as he turns up full of his own certainty that um, economics and stock prices and 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 cotton production in India um, is uh, is the is the the, the right and proper um, thing to uh, to pay attention to. Um, yep. not, sorry to all the economics uh, students <laughs> out there, um, but he, he's he's certain that his own knowledge um, and his own you know professional pride is mm. the, the thing that actually matters um, and. And though, and uh, you can, you can, and again, this is some of the stuff that from from C.S. Lewis that you might want to not necessarily completely agree with, but it, it, clearly there's a um, there's there's a there's a bias in your, in his own sort of uh, thinking of what's important and what's not. But what is clear is that his own um, yeah, self dependency, his own, yeah, is the thing that is part of the thing that's stripped away mm. when you um, when Azalean's claws. Tear away the the hide of the dragon, um, yes. te- tearing away those things that he's um, tried to protect himself with, mm. and it hurts. It hurts having those things ripped away, un- yeah. until the real Eustace is revealed. And um, and after that, you know, Eustace. It says at the end of the book, um, is a boy that uh, is a completely changed boy. So he sometimes sometimes lapses and goes back mm. to his own his old sort of self satisfied ways. But he's a very different boy. Mm. You compare that story arc to Susan, who oh, was tragic. Yeah, who um, at the at the end of the last battle, um, where's Susan? Oh, she doesn't talk about this sort of stuff anymore. It's it's childish. Yeah, it's she's grown out. Of she's it. grown out of this exactly, mm. and she's armoured herself in the same way that Eustace was unarmoured. Mm. She's armoured herself. With, and I think there's a quote there that is a is a terribly sad quote mm. um she ru- she's she's rushed rushed on to the silliest part of her life and tried to stay there as long as possible mm. um and and so that that's uh, i guess the the the, the um the, the, the two sort of opposing story arcs that 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 uh, that c.s lovers holds up to us to sort of say to uh to i guess compare how you might progress mm. how, how there but for the grace of god you know we could be Yes, indeed. Mm. And uh, maybe you could leave us with why read Narnia? So, 
I um I read Narnia. I read these stories and I I reread them. Um, partly because I have children, um, and mm. it gives me an opportunity to tell um, to tell the stories to them and be able to wrestle with them around the the allegory. To be able to mm. say, here is a here is a story. Let's live that together, so that when we have it, so that then when something happens, I'm able to say, this is it. Um, this is something that is similar to how Eustace was, um, mm. and I am able to um, I'm able to have that conversation with them in a way that is less confronting than say, "Gee, you're um, you're being a bit selfish." Yeah. Um, you, 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 I, I'm, a, I'm able to do it in a way that I can point them to a picture that they already loved yep. and they already understood. In, com- in complex ways that a ham-hearted, da- a ham-fisted dad would not be able to be able to describe at the time. Ta- at the time, I can just I can just subtly put in that that picture, and um, and so it's a very powerful for me. It's a very powerful way of continuing to have you know the lifelong conversation that we have with our children mm. um, about what it is to be God's children. Yeah. But it's also something that I tell myself. Um, mm. It's also something that I find that I, when I'm struggling at work, or um, and I, I am seeking to um, understand relationships between between me and others in, in all sorts of areas of life, I, I, I find that I can use allegories to um, to to understand a bit more about that. And mm. it, it isn't it isn't always perfect, but it sometimes gives me an opportunity mm. to think again. About about something and and mm. come back to um, to what God has revealed to us in the Bible, which is mm. full of stories, yep. full of ways in which we can seek to understand um, mm. the, the, the 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 God that has revealed Himself to us. Yeah. So Narnia helps give you the images, give you the tools cool. in the form of story and you know beauty and mm-hmm. um, highlighting who we are. Yeah. It gives you that, and that helps you to make sense of yourself and your relationships, and enables you to teach your children. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. Lots of things there to think about. Um, thanks so much, Michael, for coming on the podcast. It was great to have you. It was lovely chatting with you, Tim. Thank you. listening to this episode of New Life at Home with Mike McGarrity taking us into the world of C.S. Lewis and some of his stories. Next week, Marcia Melville is going to join me on the podcast and we're going to continue the theme of stories as Marcia shares with us what she's been learning and how she's been encouraged by the book of Esther in the Bible.